Well, hello, and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and I'm very glad to have you back with us, or welcome if it's your first time. We like to focus on certain elements of jazz recorded history on this program, and today we're going to be uh, filling out uh, this podcast with uh, some things that we didn't get to on a radio show that I did for WETF, which will be coming this way as a podcast in a few weeks. So the podcast uh, today will be dedicated to the music of Benny Carter, and uh, this is uh, these will be charts and, and, and recordings that he did in the late 1920s and the early 1930s. These are some of his first recordings. Now, Benny Carter, if you aren't familiar with him, is one of the greats in jazz. He was a kind of a quiet and unassuming person. He led bands for most of his career, but he wasn't a showy player or person, so his bands never had tremendous success, but he had almost universal uh, respect among musicians. In fact, you might say he did have universal respect among musicians. He was born in New York in 1907, and uh, he grew up uh, in the not slums of New York, but in some of the uh, not-so-nice parts of New York, I guess, uh, that African-Americans were uh, growing up in at the time. He learned to play music pretty quickly. He played some piano. Uh, he also apparently played trumpet and some saxophone early in his life. Uh, by the early 1920s, he had uh, settled on alto saxophone as his instrument of choice. And uh, by the middle 1920s, he was playing in some fairly good New York bands. Uh, he said later in life that he he made a recording in about 1924 or 25 accompanying the blues singer Clara Smith, but that is undiscovered at the moment. Uh, his first real recording, if you will, was with the band that he was playing with on a regular basis, Charlie Johnson's Paradise Orchestra. This was one of the lesser known black bands in New York, but a very, very good one uh, at the time. And uh, they have been recording since 1926 or so. Uh, on a session on January 24th, 1928, Benny Carrier joined them. He had been playing with them for a while, and he had been contributing arrangements to their book. And the tune we're going to hear uh, right now is the uh, tune that he arranged for them, and also uh, he gets a short eight-bar solo in the middle there as well. So the tune is called Charleston is the Best Dance After All, and it features a, uh, a very kind of modern-sounding arrangement for 1928, including a kind of flashy saxophone soli section. In the band at this time were Jabo Smith and Sidney DeParis on trumpets, Charlie Irvis on trombone, Edgar Sampson played alto sax and violin, Benny Carter played alto and clarinet, uh, Ben Whitted may have been in there on clarinet and alto sax, and Benny Waters on tenor sax. Charlie Johnson was the pianist, Bobby Johnson was the banjo player, Cyrus St. Clair on tuba, and George Stafford on drums. So we're going to start out in just a second with that recording, which really is uh, Benny Carter's debut as a uh, recording musician and as an arranger. From there, we're going to uh, go over to the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra of December 1928. Now, Carter was not a regular member at the time. John, Don Redmond had been their lead alto player and chief arranger, and he had been with the Henderson Band since its inception in 1923. But uh, at some point in 1928, he left the band to go to Detroit to take over McKinney's Cotton Pickers, which was a uh, regional uh, African-American band out there, and he brought them to a pretty significant height of uh, ability and, and, and complexity of arrangements and so forth. We'll be hearing from that band in a little while because Benny Carter ultimately took over the reins of McKinney's Cotton Pickers from Don Redmond. So here in December of 1928, we have Benny Carter sort of sitting in with the Fletcher Henderson Band and helping out, I suppose. And this tune is called Come On Baby and features uh, an alto saxophone solo, two eight-bar solos, as well as an arrangement that was probably done by Benny Carter. And this features a uh, much more... Um, popular band, I guess you'd have to say, than Charlie Johnson. Fletcher Henderson's band was kind of the, the gold standard among African-American bands at this point. Duke Ellington hadn't risen to the prominence that uh, he would, of course, a year or two later after uh, his successful engagement at the Cotton Club. The Henderson band at this time included Rex Stewart and Bobby Stark on trumpets, Charlie Green on trombone, Buster Bailey on clarinet and alto, Benny Carter on alto. Uh, he also uh, does a scat singing vocal on this tune as well, which was uh, uh, something that he didn't do too much of in his life. Not sure why he did it here, but uh, it fits in any event. We have Coleman Hawkins on tenor sax, and in the rhythm section, the leader, Fletcher Henderson on piano, Clarence Holiday on banjo, June Cole on tuba, and Kaiser Marshall on drums. So... 
Later, uh, less than a year later, about nine and a half, ten months later, on September 18th of 1929, was the debut session of a band called the Chocolate Dandies. And this was a group that came together from time to time uh, in the early 1930s and even into the 1940s, and they were generally directed by Benny Carter. And these were recorded... Um, uh, for OK Records. I should have mentioned the Henderson uh, band recording was for Columbia and Charlie Johnson was for Victor, but this OK label specialized in race records, in records by African-American artists primarily. And this band uh, that recorded the two tunes here in 1929 was a mix of several different bands, of the Henderson band, of the Charlie Johnson band, and of McKinney's Cotton Pickers, as a matter of fact. So we have Benny Carter and Don Redman both playing clarinet and alto sax and doing a vocal duet on uh, the second tune, which is six or seven times. The first tune is That's How I Feel Today, and both of them feature alto sax solos by Benny Carter. We also have Rex Stewart and Leonard Davis on trumpet, J.C. Higginbottom on trombone, Don Redman, as I mentioned, with Benny Carter playing alto and clarinet, Coleman Hawkins on tenor, although you wouldn't really know it, he doesn't get much of a solo opportunity here, which is kind of unusual and sort of makes you question whether or not he was in fact there. Fats Waller is on piano, Bobby Johnson on banjo, Cyrus St. Clair on tuba, and George Stafford on drums. And we're going to hear those two tunes, That's How I Feel Today and Six or Seven Times. And those, are, those four tunes will give us a little indication of um, what made Benny Carter special. His alto playing uh, on these recordings especially was really light years ahead of just about anybody else playing. Johnny Hodges was just getting started. Um, you had people like Don Redman, of course, playing alto, and then some of the white players like Jimmy Dorsey. But Benny Carter's playing was just very, very melodic and also technically uh, faultless. Uh, he was uh, a master of, of, of the saxophone technique, as well as uh, being completely in control of intonation on saxophone, which is not an easy thing and wasn't uh, easy back then, certainly. So we're going to hear uh, a musician who was kind of emerging under the recording scene, fully formed as a player. He certainly got better as the years went on, but uh, people uh, who were active back then on the jazz scene, especially black players, always mentioned that Benny Carter, when he he appeared in his early 20s, uh, was really the guy to beat on alto saxophone in New York City at the time. People really respected him from the get-go. So those are our four tunes that we're going to start with. Charleston is the best dance after all. Charlie Johnson is Paradise Orchestra. Uh, Come On Baby, the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra. And That's How I Feel Today and Six or Seven Times by the Chocolate Dandies. <laughs> Thank you. 
she's never satisfied will let me be until she gets a certain thing from me. Six out seven times. That certain thing I mean is daddy's ears. And does it burn that mama up with bliss? She never cools until I give her this. Six out seven times. Body Carter recordings. We're focusing on his early career. I should mention uh, that I've also done a podcast, a radio show on uh, the Benny Carter experience in Europe, especially in England and Paris. And uh, that was actually done for WETF on a radio show, but that will be appearing in the podcast channel pretty soon. Uh, The other uh, radio show that I just uh, put up that will be appearing probably uh, in a month or so, was uh, a focus on Coleman Hawkins and his recordings in 1929, 30, and 31. And uh, we uh, did on that podcast a handful of uh, McKinney's Cotton Pickers tunes and Chocolate Dandies tunes. And I'm going to be playing the balance of those. Uh, I just played the first two Chocolate Dandies tunes that Hawkins really wasn't featured on. Uh, And we're going to be playing uh, four tunes by McKinney's Cotton Pickers coming up next. I should mention just uh, that Benny Carter at the time in 1928 or so was leading his own band at the Savoy Ballroom, a small big band. It never recorded, uh, but it had some some very good musicians in it, including Ted McCord, who we're going to hear from a little bit on the McKinney's Cotton Picker sides coming up. Uh, But that's how Carter was occupying his time, and uh, he was becoming better and better known as a player. So let me just recap what we did. We heard Charleston is the best dance after all from uh, January of 1928, Benny Carter's first recording date. We heard him on alto sax, and it was his arrangement uh, for Charlie Johnson's Paradise Orchestra. We also heard Sidney to Paris in there on trumpet, I believe, and a little Charlie Irvis on trombone, and uh, maybe a little Benny Waters on tenor sax as well. Then we went to the Fletcher Henderson Band, and as I said... um, Carter was just kind of sitting in with them and helping them out for this recording session on December 12th of 1928, and we heard his arrangement of Come On, Baby. It might have been in the, in the kind of guise of, of, a, of an audition, who knows, either as a player, although he was certainly well known as a player, more likely as an arranger, because as I said, Don Redmond had left the Henderson Band, and he was responsible for most of the musical direction of that group for its first six or seven, five or six years anyway. So we heard Rex Stewart, I think, actually uh, Bobby Stark on trumpet on that tune, and some Buster Bailey on clarinet, and some Coleman Hawkins on tenor, as well as a couple of short uh, solos by Carter on alto sax, and a little scat vocal at the end. Then we heard the two tunes by the Chocolate Dandies, the first Chocolate Dandies recording session, September 1929 for OK. We heard That's How I Feel Today and Six or Seven Times. Some, again, very good alto playing by Benny Carter. We heard some Rex Stewart cornet playing, J.C. Higginbottom on trombone. Don Redmond did some scat singing and also some low-register clarinet playing on That's How I Feel Today. And some Fats Waller on piano, a good stride solo in there as well. So now we're going to go to 
November of 1929. Carter was leading his band still at the Savoy, but Don Redmond came to town. We uh, heard the beginnings of his uh, reemergence on the New York scene with the Chocolate Dandies, but he was bringing his uh, uh, McKinney's Cotton Pickers from Detroit for an engagement, I believe. And so he set up a recording date, actually three recording dates, November 5th, 6th, and 7th of 1929 for Victor Records in New York. And on these recordings, he used a couple of members of of the uh, McKinney Cotton Pickers. He used Dave Wilborn on banjo and Billy Taylor on tuba and Claude Jones on trombone. And Claude Jones is really a standout on these sessions. Some excellent jazz trombone playing. And uh, uh, Jones was not known particularly as a jazz player. He played lead in several bands, including Don Redmond's, uh, Cab Calloway's, a little bit later on with uh, Duke Ellington's as well. But here he uh, plays some very unbuttoned solos. Uh, not in the uh, McKinney Cotton Pickers band, but in some other groups. We have Benny Carter from his own band playing alto sax. We'll hear several really outstanding alto solos coming up. Uh, Ted McCord on tenor sax and clarinet. From the Henderson band, we have uh, Coleman Hawkins on tenor sax. We have Kaiser Marshall on drums. He had actually just left the Henderson band earlier in the year, but he had been with them throughout most of the 1920s. From the Charlie Johnson band, we have Leonard Davis and Sidney De Paris on trumpets. And uh, I guess uh, independent contractors, we had Fats Waller on piano and Joe Smith, the uh, trumpet cornet player who had uh, played with Henderson very very often in the 1920s and had recorded quite frequently as an accompanist to Bessie Smith and uh, many other blues singers. And he was coming to the last part of his career. Alcoholism was uh, defeating Joe Smith, but he did make some good recordings with McKinney's Cotton Pickers. Uh, he went with them uh, on a regular basis for a while, but uh, he has at least one solo on these recordings coming up that I'll point out. So the tunes we're going to hear are... G Ain't I Good to You, or G Baby Ain't I Good to You, which features a Don Redman vocal. It was his tune. I should also mention, of course, that Don Redman is playing alto sax uh, and singing in here. Most of these arrangements are his. Then we're going to hear uh, a tune called I'd Love It, which features Benny Carter on a full chorus of alto sax, 32 bars of alto sax, which was his longest solo on record to date, and actually for some time thereafter as well. Then we're going to hear The Way I Feel Today, another Don Redmond vocal. That doesn't have too much Benny Carter on it, but you can feel his presence in there. And we're going to end up with Miss Hannah, a, uh, a Don Redmond feature, which also has 16 bars of Benny Carter playing clarinet, his first recorded clarinet solo, although he was playing it in the section of the different bands he uh, led and uh, played with as well. And those will be our McKinney's Cotton Pickers tunes for this set coming up. Gee, baby, ain't I good to you? I'd love it. The Way I Feel Today, and Miss Hannah.
love makes me treat you the way I do. Say, am I good to you? You know there's nothing too good for a girl that's true. Oh, baby, you know I'm good to you. Fur coat for Christmas and a diamond ring. Big packet coop, most everything. And it's love that makes me treat you the way I do. Oh, baby, ain't I good to you?
discover how much I love her, you know, I get a desperate notion. That's the way I'm feeling today. My heart is breaking because she's making a plaything out of my devotion. That's the way I feel today. And you know, without any warning, or at least a word to say, my gal turned her keys in and she packed and went away. What's the use of living? I'll soon be giving my body up to the ocean. Because that's the way I feel today. Not with bows. Everybody knows. Miss Hannah, I'm speaking of. Does she have a frown? Say no, she's a talk of all the town. Men all gather round. Miss Hannah, now is she lovely? Boy, I mean. All other girls in town go unseen. Does she have a style? Boy, what a smile. Men would walk a mile for Hannah. McKinney's Cotton Pickers, Blended Band, I guess. Elements of the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra, Charlie Johnson's Paradise Orchestra, and the Benny Carter Band as well. Benny Carter's band had been at the Savoy. He actually took over a group that he had been playing in in the middle part of the 1920s, the Wilberforce Collegians, the band attached to Wilberforce University. He didn't attend Wilberforce, I don't think, um, but he was uh, a regular member in that band, as was Rex Stewart, and the leader of that band was Horace Henderson, Fletcher's brother, on piano. And... uh, that band uh, was lasted about a year or so under Carter's leadership, but he uh, actually ended up going 
to the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra uh, on a full-time basis in the fall of 1930. And that's uh, where we're going to pick up our story here. Uh, we just heard those McKinney's Cotton Picker sides. We started out with uh, Gee Baby Ain't I Good to You, a Don Redmond composition featuring a Don Redmond vocal. We also heard a trumpet solo up front that had a very big tone, a very romantic sound. I believe that was Joe Smith, and that might have been one of his last recorded solos. He uh, stayed with uh, McKinney's uh, band and may have done a couple more solos later on, but they're not quite as definitely in the style, his style, as this one was. We also heard a good Benny Carter solo there, and then an even better Benny Carter solo on I'd Love It, a full chorus, uh, 32 bars of alto saxophone that really showed uh, how he had progressed and the, the, the bar that had been significantly raised by him as far as jazz saxophone playing was concerned. We also get to hear a little bit of Coleman Hawkins at the ends of a couple of these recordings. He seemed to get the last bridge of the tune a lot. Uh, he had a much uh, bigger feature on uh, Wherever There's a Will Baby, which I included on my radio show of Coleman Hawkins. After that, we heard The Way I Feel Today, which was another Don Redmond vocal. Not much Benny Carter in there, but an excellent job on trombone, as I mentioned, by Claude Jones. Really a terrific trombone solo in there. Very controlled, uh, lots of high notes, and uh, good jazz ideas as well. Very underrated soloist. He uh, was kind of stuck playing lead uh, after that and didn't get a lot of solos. And we ended up with Miss Hannah, one of Don Redmond's nicer tunes, I think, and featuring some fine trumpet. I don't think it was, uh, it certainly wasn't uh, Joe Smith. I don't think it was Sidney DeParis. It might have been Leonard Davis, who was known as a lead trumpet player, but uh, a very effective solo nonetheless, and a very good clarinet solo by Benny Carter, his first on record, as I mentioned. So we're going to uh, move, actually, about a year later to November of 1930. As I said, uh, Carter was already back with the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra. We're going to hear three recordings he made with them. But first, we're going to actually go to another uh, McKinney's Cotton Pickers date. This was another time when um, Don Redman brought the band east, and uh, they had actually been in a car accident, and one of their saxophone players, George Thomas, was killed uh, in that car accident. And so Benny Carter uh, was deputy on this recording date for RCA Victor. Also, uh, Rex Stewart was deputizing for Joe Smith, who had also been in that car, uh, and who was uh, not seriously injured, or not that badly injured, because he did come back to play later. So we're going to hear a Benny Carter arrangement here of a pretty awful tune called Never Swat a Fly, with a vocal by a man named Bill Cote. And uh, this will feature quite a bit of um, Benny Carter's clarinet over the ensemble, and also during solo. And we're going to hear Rex Stewart, Buddy Lee and Langston Curl on trumpet, Ed Cuffey on trombone, Don Redman and Benny Carter on clarinet and alto sax, Prince Robinson, a very underrated uh, saxophone and clarinet player, played tenor. Um, we may have to do a podcast on him at some point. He had a long and interesting career, and he was one of the few tenor sax players in the 1920s who could be compared favorably to uh, Coleman Hawkins. Todd Rhodes was on piano, Dave Wilburn on banjo and guitar, Ralph Escudero on tuba, and Cuba Austin on drums. This was, except for Rex Stewart and Benny Carter, this was the regular McKinney's Cotton Pickers band of the time. So that will be Never Swat a Fly. And that was one of three sessions that uh, that band did while they were in New York, uh, doing a tour to the East Coast at any rate. It wasn't terribly long after that that Don Redman left McKinney's Cotton Pickers. He came back to New York full-time and put together a band at Connie's Inn, which was another excellent big band we may have to look into a little bit later. He took over some of the Wilberforce Collegians, actually. So in order to... Uh, replace Don Redman, the McKinney's uh, musicians, asked Benny Carter to join them, and he did. And he was with them for about a year or so as their musical director and uh, chief soloist. And he did one recording in September of 1931, one recording uh, by this group um, for RCA Victor, and it featured Rex Stewart, Joe Smith, and Doc Cheatham on trumpet, Ed Cuffey and Quentin Jackson on trombone. Quentin Jackson is going to be singing on the title we're hearing. Hilton Jefferson on alto and clarinet, along with Benny Carter. Prince Robinson again on tenor, Todd Rhodes, Dave Wilburn, Billy Taylor, and Cuba Austin in the rhythm section. And the tune we're going to hear is... Uh 
Wrap Your Troubles in Dreams, which again has a very long clarinet accompaniment done by Benny Carter. And so this was, as I said, in the fall of 1931. I had a friend who actually heard McKinney's Cotton Pickers around that time. He had just graduated from high school and he remembered being asked to sit in, uh, sit behind the band so he could actually watch the music as they were playing it. It must have been quite an experience. Then we're going to go back to uh, Carter's first full-time recording session with Fletcher Henderson and his orchestra. This was done for Columbia on October 3rd of 1930, and it will be a uh, an arrangement of uh, a standard that uh, was made famous uh, by uh, Louis Armstrong called Chinatown My Chinatown. It was an older tune, but uh, it had become a jazz standard by 1930, and here it was uh, presented in a very up-to-date, very swingy arrangement by John Nesbitt. Fletcher Henderson was buying arrangements from a lot of different people uh, since the time that uh, Don Redman left, and um, this was one of them. Uh, Nesbitt was a fine trumpet player who played in the early edition of McKinney's Cotton Pickers, but never played with Henderson. We're going to hear Russell Smith, Bobby Stark, and Rex Stewart on trumpets, Jimmy Harrison on trombone, Claude Jones also on trombone, Harvey Boone uh, plays second alto with Benny Carter playing first and clarinet, and we're going to hear a clarinet solo on this one as well. Coleman Hawkins on tenor, we'll hear him, Fletcher Henderson, Clarence Holiday, John Kirby, and Walter Johnson round out the rhythm section. So that will be Chinatown, my Chinatown. Following that, we're going to play one of uh, Carter's arrangements, which is considered one of his early masterpieces. His uh, biography cites it as an early masterpiece, actually, in a chapter subtitle. It's called Keep a Song in Your Soul, and features, in addition to a marvelous arrangement, 16 bars of alto sax that really point towards uh, Carter's uh, identification as, as a very urbane, which is a word that was often used in connection with him, and sophisticated jazz musician. And uh, we'll be hearing essentially the same band on that. Then we're going to end up with a tune. I should mention that uh, recording, Keep a Song in Your Soul, was from December 2nd of 1930, after which we're going to jump up to February of 1931 and hear the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra doing a an arrangement, I believe, by... Um, it says Benny Carter. I don't know as it really is. I think it might have been by Bill Chalice. It was a takeoff on the Gene Gold Kett recording made a few years earlier, and it is a tune called My Pretty Girl. And uh, the Gold Kett band had uh, faced off against the Henderson band at the Roseland Ballroom uh, a few years earlier, and they had uh, had a kind of an exchange of ideas between uh, Bix Beiderbecke and Frank Trombauer and Bill Chalice of the Gold Kett Band and Benny Carter, uh, who was subbing with the Henderson Band at the time, because I think Fletcher, I think uh, Don Redman had had to take some time off, uh, and Coleman Hawkins and Rex Stewart were in that band. But this is My Pretty Girl, which will feature a 32-bar clarinet accompaniment, uh, which you'll have to hear. The vocalist is Lois Depp, who was a, an African-American, kind of a studio vocalist, I guess, at the time. The Henderson Band is just about the same, actually, except Russell Smith is uh, going to be playing the uh, lead. Oh, actually, he was on the earlier recordings as well. He was Henderson's lead trumpet player for a number of years. He was the brother of Joe Smith. There were a couple of other Smiths who played trumpet as well. So... Those are our tunes to finish up our Benny Carter, uh, Benny Carter Origins uh, podcast, I guess we'd have to call it. Never Swat a Fly, Wrap Your Troubles in Dreams, Chinatown My Chinatown, Keep a Song in Your Soul, and My Pretty Girl. <laughs> He may want to, but he can't the way I do with you. 
always follows the rain. So wrap your troubles in dreams and dream your troubles
She gives me thrills, my pretty girl. Sneezily kills me just to see her smile. Makes life worthwhile. Dressed up in pretty clothes, oh boy, she's in style, my pretty girl. Oh, how I love my pretty girl. I'd give the world to you, I say, let's go and find a bungalow. Oh, how I love my pretty
That's a good way to end with Keep a Song in Your Soul, a great Benny Carter arrangement that also featured uh, Jimmy Harrison a little on trombone and probably some uh, Bobby Stark on trumpet as well. Before that, we had uh, My Pretty Girl, which was chronologically the latest of the titles we heard today. That was from 1931, and that featured, I think, Bobby Stark on trumpet there, and again, some Jimmy Harrison, along with the uh, uh, clarinet accompaniment by Benny Carter. And we started out that Fletcher Henderson segment of the set with uh, Chinatown, My Chinatown, which was a barnstorm of an arrangement by John Nesbitt and featured Carter on clarinet with Coleman Hawkins on tenor. I think it was Rex Stewart on cornet on that one and Jimmy Harrison on trombone. Really fantastic playing. And then before that, we heard uh, the one uh, tune that we heard from McKinney's Cotton Pickers during the period when... um, Benny Carter was leading them. That was in September of 1931, and was called Wrap Your Troubles in Dreams, featuring a vocal by the trombonist, Quentin Jackson. We also heard some tenor, I think, by Prince Robinson, some nice piano in there by Todd Rhodes, and, of course, some clarinet accompaniment as well. We heard some uh, very characteristic Joe Smith trumpet. I had mentioned uh, the earlier... um, recording that we heard by Joe Smith, Gee Baby Anna, Good to You. Here was another one. This was even a little bit later, um, and uh, definitely at the very end of Joe Smith's performing life, certainly his recording life. We started out that set with uh, Never Swat a Fly, a pretty terrible song, sung by Bill Cody, a kind of a marginal vocalist, but with McKinney's Cotton Pickers from November 4th of 1930, led by Don Redman with Benny Carter and uh, Rex Stewart sitting in with uh, the band to replace Joe Smith and George Thomas, who had been injured in a car accident. I mentioned George Thomas passed away uh, not too long after that. So that was Benny Carter playing some very good clarinet, not only in solo, but over the ensemble at the end, and uh, some other good playing as well. Ed Cuffey on trombone, he uh, was on both of those McKinney's sides, and uh, he was a pretty good, if uh, if under-the-radar trombone player. He'd recorded quite a lot with Clarence Williams in the 1920s, and then he uh, joined the Fletcher Henderson Band at the Grand Terrace in Chicago in the late 1930s, so he had a pretty long and varied career. So we hope you've enjoyed this Benny Carter show. Uh, After these recordings were made, Carter began the process of starting his own big bands and his own bands, which he continued for the rest of his career, although he did record quite a bit as a sideman and uh, one-off recordings here and there. We might uh, do a little uh, survey of those at some point coming up. As I said, we have uh, another podcast that will be loaded pretty soon from one of my WETF radio broadcasts of Benny Carter in Europe. Some of the recordings he made uh, with the BBC or over there, and also with Willie Lewis and his entertainers in Paris. So you've been listening to The Jazz Focus, and I hope you've been enjoying these programs. My name is John Clark. We would love to get some more sponsorship if you are so inclined to sponsor us on a monthly basis. It's only about $4.99 to encourage us to keep going with these programs. I'm having a lot of fun with them. I'm not inclined to stop, but wouldn't be uh, object I would not object to uh, having some more of you in the family as it were so please take a look at that sponsorship button up at the top of your screen if you're on anchor.fm or on one of the other fine platforms Spotify Apple Music or the other ones as well so hope you'll be joining us again soon for one of these podcasts coming up and until then this is John Clark and the Jazz Focus and I'll see you on the other side